Everybody in the world to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every podcast provider in and around this big, beautiful blue-green orb that we call Planet Earth, Satan's Locker. Hmm. It is a warm and sunny day out today. Very, very uh, hot and uh, rugged out today, and you know I couldn't be happier. We uh, what day is it today? Now the day that this episode's being released. It is the nineteenth of February. The nineteenth of February, guys. We are almost into the third month of twenty eighteen. We're almost there, you guys. We're like just blink and it'll be over. Twenty eighteen will be over in in a minute. Don't worry. You don't have anything to worry about. You know what? I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling okay about I'm feeling good about this year so far, right? Like it's not nothing too horrible has happened yet. I mean, this is being recorded like a week and a half before it's released, so <laughs> if that's not true, if something truly terrible happens by the 19th of February, uh, and I sound really callous, then I apologize for that. Uh, but as from where I'm at right now, things are pretty good. Did you guys have a nice Valentine's Day? There's a lot of, uh, sweet things to be had, uh, on Valentine's Day. A lot of chocolates, a lot of, that's all I really like. I I am not a big candy person other than chocolates. But the Michael Debris Variety Hour, in case you haven't listened to, that was a fun banter, but with myself at the beginning. (laughs) The Michael Dupree Friday Hour is an arts showcase and comedy show where we feature local musicians, local artists, poets, painters, picture makers, actors. Um, that's all the artists. That's all the artists there are. There's no other types of art out there. That's it. Um, and today is no exception. Today, a little bit later, we will be joined by Genevieve Fuller. She is a Dove reader. We'll see what that means a little bit later. But right now, we are joined by Raven Love of Raven Love and the 27s. How is it going, Raven? Oh, it's going. How are you guys? We are good. And by we, I mean me. I can only speak for myself. Um, So, Raven, uh, can I call you Raven or should I call you Raven Love? No, Raven's great. Okay. Raven's Raven's (laughs) almost preferable. Actually. (laughs) Um, so what is, if for the people who have never heard of music before, what is music? It's, uh, supposedly a collection of sounds that people kind of like, maybe. Supposedly. Supposedly. Mm-hmm. But what's the real truth? What's the real scoop? <laughs> what's the, what's the straight poop? Uh, it's a whole lot of angst. <laughs> angst, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's basically just angst put to, put to sounds. There you go. Yeah. And that's more or less. So, what is what what is Raven Love and the Twenty Sevens? What what kind of how would you describe the musical stylings of Raven Love and the Twenty Sevens? Um, refined angst. Refined angst. Yes, <laughs> it's like purified. Yeah, there's mm. a there's a lot of blues, um, but a lot of rock tendencies to it too. Mm-hmm. A little bit of influence of folk. So it's it's a nice collection of of the angst and the mm-hmm. sound. So you know, it's it's not that raw angst that you might have gotten like ten years ago. No one's gonna yeah. get hurt with our angst. Yes, it's it's very sheltered, safe angst. Yes, it's good to hear. <laughs> um, so where, uh, where, so where are you from? When, when, when did you come upon to this planet, this blue green orb that we call Earth? I am originally from Detroit, mm-hmm. uh, born and raised. That's where we are. I know. We're currently in Detroit. That is uncanny. <laughs> It's crazy. Mm. Yeah, I've been in Novi for the last like four years, but Detroit is always home. So, mm-hmm. so what what brought you to Novi? Work, mm. work, work, work. Ugh, <laughs> can't live with it. And you probably won't live with. You won't it. live without it. Not <laughs> nope. in this world. Yeah. Not in this political climate. Mm-mm. Not in any political climate, really. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. You gotta need it to work to live, and pretty much anywhere you go. Yeah. 
Ugh. Unless you're very rich. Then you don't. Unless you're very, very rich. So that's the, the moral of the lesson, guys. Be born into being rich, and you won't have to move to Novi. <laughs> that's a good sentiment, yes. Yes. Uh, so you were uh, from Detroit. When did you start uh, getting interested in uh, music? Um, it was... the very fir- What's the very first time you remember listening to music? Listening to music? Or, he- or hearing music and being like, I like what I'm hearing. I don't know. I was probably conceived to music, so... Nice. Probably... <laughs> Why don't you go a little bit more into that? <laughs> I don't know, there's some Marvin Gaye, maybe some Teddy Pendergrass, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but my first, like, aha moment with music, I think, was in 2007. I went to a Stevie Nicks concert, who's my my fave of all mm-hmm. times. She rocked my, like, socks off, and I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I have to do. So. Yeah, I must do it. <laughs> like, uh, so it was like an impulse. Like, I, it, like, it was just like, you have no choice at this point. <laughs> Absolutely. I was compelled. Nice. Um, so what, what kind of, what I hear, I hear like, I don't know if I hear like people yelping or if I hear police (laughs) sirens. Oh, well, uh, we'll we'll figure it out. (laughs) Ends of the same spectrum. Yes. Um, they could be related. Uh, when, so you, how did you start to, uh, what did, what were your, what were your steps to like make that come true? Like starting to pursue music? Well, before the 27s became a thing, I was doing it by myself for a few years, Mm -hmm. and I just got a keyboard and a piece of paper and started writing really awful songs and even worse music until it finally began to sound like something someone might want to listen to. And it just kind of How long did that take? (laughs) (laughs) It was a work in progress for a while. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So what what do you... um... You obviously you sing because mm-hmm. you're the lead in <laughs> Raven Love in the Twenty Sevens. But what what other instruments do you dabble in? Um, well, I sing. I in the past I played guitar and mm-hmm. keyboard. Um, but now that like in the band, I don't play any official instrument. I just write the just song. Just easier that way. It, it really just is. Just easier you know? that way. Just let let, let the guys <laughs> do it. You know, take care of this, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, just, I write the songs, and I write them to one of the two, guitar, keyboard, and then I present it to the group, and we just kind of, like, massage it from there. Mm-hmm. So. So, um, so tell me about uh, going from just, like, making music uh, on your own to making, to, like, forming a band. It's a whole lot of compromise. A whole lot of compromise. <laughs> it is. You know, it, it's different to when you've been doing it by yourself for so long, you don't mm-hmm. really have to listen to anyone else, and now you have opinions, and you have different perspectives that are very valuable mm-hmm. and it definitely almost changed. too valuable <laughs> it changed the way that i i make i write music now and for the better i think mm. so it's been good it's, really it's good. less uh like internal yeah mm-hmm. for sure interesting uh so tell me about like the actual like formation of the band um huh, well <laughs> <laughs> there's a story there's here there's a story mm-hmm. there um a, a childhood friend, um, we'd gone to like elementary school together, and then we didn't see each other for years after mm-hmm. that. He saw me desperately posting on Facebook that, hey, I need a band <laughs> for these shows. And he said, hey, well, I play bass. Let's form a band. Let's do this. So wait, it started as like um, you were just trying to do like live versions of your solo stuff, and you just wanted to have a band behind you? Exactly. I was just looking for a backing band. And then he, you know, we met, and we found someone else that played guitar, and we found someone else that played drums, and it just turned into this snowball effect from there. Mm-hmm. And it, unfortunately, you know, he's not in it anymore. He went on to do other things, which is great for him. Um, and the band has changed about 50 times since then. 50 if, times? <laughs> if you've seen us, our last three shows, we probably had three different bases, and <laughs> It, we just keep it fresh. Yeah, so. I, I was looking at when I was doing some research for for the show. I was, I looked and I saw like there's like completely different lineup from like literally a year and a half ago. Yeah, like interesting. Yeah, we we keep it, you know, we keep it fresh, keep it hot. Does the twenty seven stand for the twenty seven different band members that you've had so at far? At this point, it does <laughs> for sure. What what does the twenty seven stand for? When we were trying to uh, pick a name, we, you know, the classic, like, band thing to do. You put a bunch of words in a hat, you mm-hmm. pick them, yada, yada. That's how I picked the name of my Wi-Fi. <laughs> Butts Dilbert. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, someone picked 27 out of a hat, and we all got really angry because we are like, what does this mean, and who put this in here? <laughs> it's just 27. Yeah, like, I don't know. So Is we someone's just, age? 
I haven't. I still don't know. <laughs> but it came out of the hat, so it's there. Oh, so it wasn't even like a thing of like pull out of the hat and then approve or disapprove. It was like, nope, that's it. We thought about it. We were like, are we really going to be the 27s? Like, how do we even explain this? And they're like, no, don't explain it. It's even better that way. Well, so, now this is how you explain it. Well, yeah, now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, a, a meta non-explanation kind of. Exactly. I don't know how words work, guys. <laughs> in metaphysical in here. I like Yes. Um, why do I still have my calendar open? Uh, so uh, tell me a little bit about like the songwriting process. Like when you're like, I want to write a song. I want to. I'm feeling angst. I'm feeling something. What What's your process? Well, I mean, it depends. Uh, everyone's different. I kind of go through cycles. So mm-hmm. I guess when I first started writing songs, I wrote a million songs and probably one million, a million, no yeah, more, exactly. no less. Yep, exactly. I'm that's, gonna that's die. How, they say they, they say that's how you get good. You know, <laughs> you write, you do one million of everything, and everything thing. else after yes. that is gold. Yes, but uh, you know, a lot of them weren't weren't very good. But again, it was kind of shaping my writing style. And so now I might go like five or six months without writing any kind of new music. Really? But then I come back to it, and usually what comes out is pretty good. I write every day, like in a journal or something mm-hmm. like that. But for writing songs, it you know it comes in waves, I guess. Like what kind of stuff do you write in your journal? Like like poems or just like thoughts or? Just free writing. Yeah. Uh, you know, stream of consciousness is this mm-hmm. You can't see my air quotes, I guess, through radio. Air, well, that's why on the radio. <laughs> it, it, it's typical radio etiquette. You say air quotes, uh, and then whatever you're going to say. <laughs> quote, unquote, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, we say air quotes <laughs> on radio. Quote, unquote, it's very unprofessional. <laughs> I'll have to learn these things. <laughs> yes. I'm still very unrefined. It's okay. You'll <laughs> you'll be completely uh, ver- well versed in the in audio etiquette by the end of this. I love it. Okay, thank mm-hmm. you. You're welcome. <laughs> so, what is this first song that you'll be perform or not performing, but will be playing for us? Yeah. So this is one night, mm-hmm. um, which was one of those songs that started off as like um, a keyboard piano demo and it was really boring and monotonous and then the band took it and made it into like a rocker so nice all right well so here is one night by raven love and the 27s
Wow. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you. Very nice. So uh, tell me a little bit about that song. Like, what's, what does it mean? <laughs> what is the feeling other than angst? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, very specifically, I had this huge crush on this person that I worked with, and it was it was nuts. And I just thought, you know, just give me one night. We mm-hmm. can hang out. We can do whatever. And that definitely didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But the song still came about, and, you know, it was just one of those, like, fantasy things. Yeah. So I think we can all relate to that. Just, like, just give me a chance. That's one of the, like, least creepiest ways I can put it. Like, well, I was stalking this guy. And then, <laughs> like, you know. So the hyper-realistic uh, way is <laughs> you followed him home. <laughs> He got you got that one night. I spent the night in the bushes. Yes. <laughs> one night in the bushes. That's very nice. I was wondering what that line meant. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was metaphorical, but Secrets you were literally out. sleeping in the bushes. <laughs> very good. So, um you are uh if I'm are you performing in the Hamtramck Music Festival this yeah. year, right? First time. Yeah. First time. Wow, mm-hmm. is that exciting? Very exciting. Uh, I performed at Smalls a long time ago. I meant ago. to say that's very exciting, not is that exciting. <laughs> is that good or not? No, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I performed at Smalls um, a long time ago before I had a band. And mm-hmm. so it's cool to kind of revisit that place, which I love. Mm-hmm. I've seen so many shows there and to be part of the action. So it's exciting. You, uh, do you regularly attend the Hamtramck Music Festival? I've only other been I've only been one other time before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy. It's nuts. It's like when I first went, I was like, oh, it's gonna be a fun little like you just go to the bar." No. Oh it's, no. <laughs> it's like unbelievably bananas. Yeah, it's uh, the in general, it's a mosh pit. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much every show. single bar is way past its like legal capacity. <laughs> <laughs> way past. But it's, it wouldn't be fun if it wasn't. That's true. Uh, and now they, they have the Ann Hall and Ghost Light, so that's going to be a nice big venue, too. Oh, yeah. Very excited about that. <clears throat> and you also performed in uh, Cosmic Slop Fest this yes. last October. Mm-hmm. Is that October? How how was that? Incredible. Um, that's such a cool, like, uh, just concept for a, a festival in general. Oh, absolutely. Um, and we had played it the, the year before as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Dika... Roxolidian, Odika Wyatt, who is like she created it and she mm-hmm. runs it. Um, we she's a like a mentor to everyone in Detroit. She's amazing, so we always like to support and you know do that when it comes around. It's awesome. awesome, yeah. So, uh, what do you have any upcoming shows that you are? Uh, would you like to promote? <laughs> Well, aside from Hamtramck Music Festival, we are playing our first show in Windsor. Mm. Um, yeah, going international. Yeah, you know? <laughs> going international. <laughs> World tour. So, yeah, we're playing uh, at Fog Lounge in Windsor oh, on nice. uh, the 31st of March. So that's going to oh, be awesome. exciting. That's, uh, I wonder if the Windsor crowd is going to be any different than the Detroit crowd. I don't know. It's mm. a, supposedly, it's, it's like a college kind of party bar, and they say Monday through Sunday, it's rocking in there, and that's my kind of crowd. So Nice. <laughs> we'll see. Canada's cool. Yeah, I, I went know. to Canada in October and went through Windsor, and then to Ontario, and then Montreal. Have you ever been to Montreal? I've not. It is cool. Nice. It, I recommend. I recommend it. It's got a really cool music scene out there. A lot of different like places to play. There's so much jumping off in Canada. You know, you want to mm-hmm. be the next Chad Kroger, Nickelback, something. That is my dream. That's my dream. <laughs> yes. Honestly. Number. <laughs> I think Nickelback gets too much hate. I love Nickelback. Really? I will rep them anytime I get I'm so happy <laughs> that you are not shameful about it. Not at all. I have zero shame. Nice. <laughs> I saw them in concert. They like blew my lid off. I love Nickelback. I mean, it's okay. Like, I, I'm not, they're not exactly my cup of tea, but I don't, like, why hate them? Why hate them? Like, I don't, I just don't get when people hate music in general. Like, it's okay to like not be a fan of something and not mm-hmm. get it. But people, like, you know the classic, like, uh, Justin Bieber. Like, well, uh, hey, Justin Bieber, he sucks. His music sucks. Everyone hates him. Stupid. Like, why? <laughs> it's not for you. Like, what is it? Why, why, does, why are you be mad about music? He speaks to someone on a deeper level. Yeah. And, you know, let him do it. Just as long as your music it. isn't, like, hateful, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't, I just don't, I don't get that kind of uh, emotion towards music. That being said, Nickelback sucks. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Nickelback was like my favorite band uh, when I was younger. The greatest thing I want to come out of this interview is that someone becomes a fan of Nickelback. That was my whole intention of coming. Or someone, y- y- someone's like, 
maybe maybe it's okay for me to like Nickelback. They've been so guilty about it, you know. Like it's okay for me to like Nickelback. A successful musician likes Nickelback. You think Nickelback gets sad that they're like a meme? I... You think Nickelback as a unit gets sad? Maybe because they're like know. they're just doing their ding thing. They're just doing their ding. <laughs> they're just dinging around, you know. They're just you know they're just doing their freaking thing. They're just making music. They're music that means something to them. They're angsty music. They're not hurting anybody. Exactly. They're just making music, you know. And they're people. They hate them. The people hate them so much. I've never understood. I don't. Yeah. I. You know what? You're right. <laughs> I don't hate Nickelback anymore. Good. Just kidding. Oh. I mean, just kidding. I didn't hate Nickelback before, so I can't not hate them anymore. You know what I mean? I like I, where this is gone. Yes. <laughs> We're both on the same page. All right. <laughs> so you released in 2016 your album Shameless, which yeah. is what all the songs that we'll be playing will be off of. Uh, tell me a little bit about the uh, process of creating that album. It was... Um... The heat was on. Is this about Nickelback because it's shameless? <laughs> it could be. Yes. Um, when we started recording, we had more or less our original lineup, mm-hmm. um, save for a different drummer. Was it more or was it less? <laughs> it, was, it was a little less. Okay. Um, but we had a lineup change in the process of recording the album. Oh. Yeah. And with that, we also had the album release date and the album release party like all set in stone as we were recording it. And so the timeline was just, like, chasing us, and it was awful. And Oh, boy. But, I mean, we were happy with what we came out with. Oh, yeah, it's a great album. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, so it was it was a nice collection of songs, and we got it done. It was just, I'm sure I have so much, like, white hair that you can't see because of it. <laughs> it's layered. Yeah, there you go. Yes. <laughs> um, so how did you feel about, like, upon releasing it, like, um, do you feel like you your, your musical style has changed at all since recording it, or um, like how do you feel like you, have you because you've written more music since then? Yes, yes. Um, so how do you feel like it has changed, if at all? Well, we've been working on a new EP since mm-hmm. the release of that, and it's definitely it's that same style where it's kind of blues influenced, it's still rock, but it has a lot more like <clears throat> funk to it. Mm. Um, it's a little bit more like danceable like i don't mm-hmm. know if that's a word but it's a little i think dancey. it's a word is danceable a word <laughs> let's find out we, we have to know before we can continue yes uh pause <laughs> the podcast dictionary.com says danceable is a word awesome nice thanks dictionary.com <laughs> yeah but we you know there was a lot of um i've been listening to a lot of prince who i love prince mm. anyway oh and man then, Rest yeah in peace. I, I know right <laughs> um and that just really kind of influenced like the direction of the new songs yeah very nice very nice. I like Prince. Oh yeah. Who doesn't like Prince? Now that's something I would fight for. I don't get out of here. I, I, I even like old racists like Prince. <laughs> exactly. You have to. It's like amazing. Like uh, even like I would see people like who are old racists like you know being like you know rest in peace Prince was a great musician. Purple rain. But then they'd say he was they... one of the good ones, and it's like oh never mind. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so yes, but yeah, Prince very incredible musician. What well, some would say. Maybe one of the best. Oh, yeah. At least top five. Not as good as Chad Kroger, but <laughs> one they of the best. They could duke it out at the top. It's still fun. It's still fun <laughs> to, to, to <laughs> meme on, uh, on Nickelback, but I respect them. You know, there I'd you like go. to see you become a success. No, I'm, not, I'm not yelling at you. <laughs> you, the metaphorical you. I'd like to see you, Nickelback hater, become as successful as Nickelback. Do you guys remember that music video, the Spider-Man music video, the Nickelback? There yeah. goes my hero. That's Foo Fighters. <laughs> yeah. What is the What's the Nickelback one? The the one in the Spider-Man. It's called It's called Hero. Yes, it's called uh, I Need a Hero to Save Us. That was the greatest song of the 2000s. Stand here and wait, watching us. No, my favorite song. Uh, man, I still like it. Anytime it comes on, I'm like, yeah, I'm sticking. I'm keeping it on. <laughs> Is uh, you how you remind me? Oh, that's that, a great song. That song is that when I was a kid and I first heard that song, I was like, "How is this real? This is incredible." <laughs> Someone singing my emotions. But also, uh, "It's My Life" by Bon Jovi was another one of my favorite songs at the time. So I don't know how much you can really trust <laughs> my music taste at that time. Did you have the blue jean vest too? 
I take it all the way. You know what? I don't. I didn't. But I could pull off a blue jean vest. I think so. I, I have a blue. I have a. I have a jean jacket. Uh, and I think the sleeves are the thing that really takes it down for me. I think I need to take those <laughs> sleeves off and just do the vest. Man, you're giving me summer. I'm excited for this. I'm excited for like summer fashion. Although yes. I usually dress pretty similarly in the summer as I do in the winter. But I'm I'm thinking I'm going to be bold this time. I want to see a lot of male rompers. I'm going, I'm doing male rompers. I told myself I was going to buy a male romper last year, but I chickened out. I think I'm going to do it this year. Go for it. I think man. I'd rock a romper. I I know I'm a big man, but like I, I might it might I might pull it off. You know the worst you can do is try. <laughs> exactly. The worst you can do is get ridiculed and, and and assaulted. You know that's the worst thing that could happen. I think it's worth the risk yes. for the for the romper. I think I would pull it off, <laughs> like a nice like pastel, like blue or mm. green, a nice pastel green romper. Oh yeah, male romper. Hmm. What were we talking about? <laughs> we got off track. So uh, you mentioned an EP. Uh, when can when when can we expect to hear it? Um, we're trying not to put the same kind of pressure on ourselves that mm-hmm. we did with the album. So March first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably about <laughs> next week. Yeah. Um, but we're looking for the end of March. Okay, um, cool. That's most realistic. Mm. So. Do you have a name? Can you announce it? Not quite yet. Mm-hmm. It's- Give me like three names, and one of them's the real one. Two of them are the fake ones. <laughs> all right. Uh, I mean, it's not pressure, man. This is all so right. much pressure. Or they can all three be fake. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Let's see. Um, motel swimming pool. That's not it. Then I'm going to be mad. <laughs> that's the only one I'll give you, and you can oh. just wait to see if that's gonna if that's gonna be it or not. <laughs> okay. Fifty-fifty <laughs> chance. One. 50-50. Is that really the... I don't know statistics. It's going to be that or it's going to be something else. Okay. I guess that's true. <laughs> um, I do like that name a lot. So if you don't name your next EP that, can you at least name like a song that... It Motel's... is. It is a song. Well, there we go. <laughs> and you can hear it at Hamtramck Music Fest. That's all Fest. I really care about. There and only at the Hamtramck Music Fest. <laughs> when is the Hamtramck Music Fest again? Early March? Yes. March 1st and 2nd? And the 3rd. And the third. Yeah, we go on on the third. So. Oh, boy. Here we go. It's <laughs> a lot of people playing. You, like, scroll down the list, and it's like... Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Where do I even begin? I heard that we were um, we're playing on the same night as Virginia Violet and the Rays, and mm-hmm. I, like, died on the spot. So. They were. I had them on the show a couple months ago, and they're a lot of fun. But they're, it's just the two of them. Because they're it's amazing. They're yeah, it's, so like, good. 15 people in that group. But It's 10. <laughs> It's only 10. Not 27, not 15, it's 10. Virginia Violet. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. They they I like I thought their music was fun enough and then I saw them perform uh with Empty Houses and that was just a really good show, but awesome. um yeah, like they they kill it. They're like their their live performance is even better than their recorded stuff. And that's um, always what you go for, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. somewhat hope. <laughs> I I I I've ever seen a band then that was just bad live but you really liked their music. Yes. Who? Oh, you and not local. Uh, if it's a local music, if it's a local musician, well, don't I would, say. I wouldn't say that about anyone. I, so I changed my answer. No, I've never said okay. that before. That's never happened. Well, I mean, if it's like, if you said, <laughs> it's like, yeah, Weezer, it wasn't great live. And then that would be like, okay. I mean, I don't think Weezer's going to be too hurt by you saying that. I was, I've seen the reverse, though. Someone whose music I wasn't really a fan of. And oh, really? I saw them live and I was like, whoa. Can and you give me that? <laughs> Panic at the Disco. Oh, really? I was never really a fan, and then uh-huh. I saw them perform live, and their show just... Which uh, which time did you see them? Oh, it was a long time. I was in high school, mm. so this was like... I saw them a couple years ago, ago at uh, the Fillmore with Fun. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I went for Fun, and then, <laughs> but I still enjoyed the Panic at the Disco part. Um, but yeah. They do put on a good show. It was for their uh, Pretty Odd album when they. That's a very good album. When they started acting like the Beatles, but like mm-hmm. in a really good way. It yeah, was, it was awesome. That's a very very good album. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So what is this next song called? I can't pronounce it. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is Anamarada. Anamarada. Yes. Uh, Anamarada, Anamaruda. What is this song about? Um. Well, you know, it's secret love. Mm. Um, and the song itself is about kind of imagining just leaving your life behind and starting up something fresh with someone who's not the person that you're with. Just unexpected which, love. 
Exactly. Interesting. All right. So here is enamorada. Okay. What what does that word mean? Secret love. Secret. Oh, you said that. You did say that. Okay. Our secret lover, I should say. Secret lover. And what in what language? I don't know the etymology. You're Spanish? making it up. I'm, I'm dictionary.com. Dictionary.com. All right. Now I'm gonna do it the, the cool way. Okay, Google. Where does the word enamorada come from? A person's female lover. Okay. I think that, no, I think it's just a, a word, an American word. <laughs> that just sounds super fancy, so it, it can't sound, be American. I thought it was, like, not a, an English word, but it is, apparently. Italian. That's what it is. <laughs> right. Thank you for going on that journey with us, guys. Here is Raven Love and the 27th with Inna Murata. my god was that you it was that was your music <laughs> oh my god can i get your autograph <laughs> that was very good 
Thank you. Very awesome. Uh, so we are going to take a short break. But, uh, and when we come back, we will have Genevieve Fuller on the show. Uh, are you, can you stick around, Raven? Help, help figure out what's going on with this Genevieve person? Oh, I have to. I need to know. Mm-hmm. Well, stick around, you guys. Uh, and if you guys don't want to stick around, then let's, let's at least figure out where you can find more from Raven Love. Where can people find more from you, Raven? We are on every platform imaginable. Every <laughs> platform imaginable. We're talking Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, MySpace, Foursquare, uh, my yearbook, uh, <laughs> Tinder, C- Grinder. Um, Your grocery store corkboard. We're everywhere. <laughs> grocery store. Every single grocery store corkboard. You remember the when they used to do the bulletin boards on Channel Three, uh, Basic Cable? There, they're there. <laughs> Uh, they are on uh, they're the, the the planes with the clouds, the crowd, cloud riders. Yep. Um, what was that one old uh, Bebo? That old <laughs> social media website <laughs> Bebo. Um, they're on GeoCities, groups.msn.com. Am I missing anything? <laughs> I think that's it. Every platform. every place. And and uh, where? What's your tag? Yeah, uh, Raven Love and the Twenty Sevens or hashtag RL Two Seven will pull up all of our RL27. stuff. RL Two Seven. That's a pretty unique hashtag. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, we will be back after this. <laughs> Holy hell. That's a great way to come back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour. Uh, that's what I'm going to say from now on. Variety Hour. Uh, on every podcast provider in uh, the world. Uh, on this big blue-green orb. Hmm. You guys ever think about the fact that Earth's not really like a circle? It's like kind of more like an oval. But then, like, is the Earth, like, the atmosphere? Or is the Earth end at, like, where the land is? Because if it's where the land is, then, like, the Earth's not even really an oval. It's, like, jagged and and, uh, mountains (laughs) and deep. What is the Earth? What's your opinion, Raven? What is life? (laughs) What is life? What is Earth? Give me a uh, 50-word thesis about what your opinion of (laughs) planet Earth is. It's an egg, maybe. A jagged egg. Um, Yeah, being cooked from the inside out. Is it a well-done or is it a sunny-side-up egg? Sunny-side, because the sun. (laughs) I like that. I was thinking poached soft, but I'll take that too. (laughs) The The Earth's core is probably pretty soft. Plasmus. If you crack the Earth open, would it not bleed? (laughs) <laughs> that's enough of that <laughs> we are joined here by genevieve fuller hi you're a dove reader yes so you read doves like the bird no not like the bird um so are you familiar with uh dove chocolates and i brought some uh into the studio today oh oh well, th- well thank you very much oh well, we have a Dark chocolate sea salt and yep. milk chocolate. Wow! Oh, so you read the you read the wrappers on Dove chocolate. That's correct. I see. Yes. Interesting. Uh, they are very good uh, sayings on the inside. There, there. Some would say better than the Snapple caps. Oh, absolutely. Much some would more, say. Well, more inspiring. Um, they range from very simple suggestions to very deep and meaningful. Um, quotes that you can think about and dwell on for your day. Would you say they're better than the popsicle stick jokes? I think they serve a different purpose. Mm. Not necessarily better, though. Correct. So how did you get into this line of work? Is it work or is it a hobby? 
It's a it's a life calling. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, so it's not just like a thing you like to do. It's a thing you have to do. Yeah, it's it's something that you know. I got inspired a couple Valentine's days ago. Um, I was single, alone, and you know I had some Dove chocolates at my house. I have a little candy dish, mm-hmm. and so I bought some and put them in it. And that was where the strawberry chocolate mixed, which are delicious. Very good. Yes. So I got one of them and it said, be your own Valentine. Oh, and that is very nice. Isn't it? So I was, you know, moping, being just totally crabby. And I opened this up and I was like, gosh, I absolutely should. That's what I need to do tonight. So I went to see that movie, uh, How to Be Single. Mm-hmm. It's really funny. Just And I just, like, took myself out on a date. And I ended up at this bar um, ordering myself some dinner. And it's where I met my current love, Jared. Oh, wow, uh, Jared. Yes. And I, I realized then that the Dove chocolates, they're more than just, you know, nice sayings on a rapper Mm -hmm. they're more than just like a corporate like generated saying that they print out on a piece of foil and wrap chocolate in it absolutely it's serendipity it's Mm. serendipity and chocolate it's like nourishment for your body and for your soul oh and it's also like fortune teller i wouldn't say that i would say that um they can be used to provide you guidance, mm-hmm. but ultimately you're in the driver's seat. So, so as a Dove reader, uh, you you just eat Dove chocolate and read them to yourself, or what does that mean? Well, so sometimes I mean sometimes if I'm you know looking to read myself, I'll, I'll eat some chocolates uh, and dwell on a question, mm-hmm. and then I will uh, put the wrappers in a spread, kind of like a tarot spread. Mm-hmm. Um, other times, you know, if I just have a quick, you know, moment to myself, I'll open up a chocolate and just, you know, think about the meaning of one individual saying. Um, for example, um, I was listening earlier when Raven was talking about her wonderful music, you're amazing. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about how you journal every day, but then you won't necessarily write a song until, like, you've, you know, given yourself some time. Right. So while you were talking, I decided to read for you. I hope that's okay. Of course. Um, and so I got two uh, rappers here. Um, the first one is watch more cartoons. Oh, oh that's God. good advice. Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's about like identifying the fun and childhood in your songs. Maybe not so much angst, but looking for joy um, and simplifying uh, life and, you know, its meaning. So it doesn't sound like that'd be good music. Oh, there's lots of fun music out there. <laughs> it could. <laughs> I mean, fun music? I don't know, guys. Didn't you go see a band called Fun? I did. <laughs> That's true. So there you go. Uh, you're such a negative Nancy sometimes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now, the other one, and this, I don't know how you feel about this, but the other one was Kiss and Tell. Oh, oh boy. Okay. Woo. <laughs> Going through a phase that's very Alanis Morissette or Taylor Swift. I don't know how you, if, how you feel about those Who women. do you feel more connected to? Maybe Alanis. Mm-hmm. Maybe others would say Taylor about me. Oh, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Details. So, so it looks like your upcoming music is definitely going to take a little bit of a different turn. Maybe not, not as angsty, but very honest and very bright and youthful. Interesting. These like dove wrappers are deeper than tea leaves. I love this. Oh, I love. Uh, so, do you ask a question, or is it like, how does it work? You can ask a question. Um, I wouldn't ask a yes or no question. It's right. really about you know finding the journey in it. So it's just like if I have an idea of something and I just want to like put some thoughts together, I let the serendipity of the chocolate right. you know come into me. And, so and you see you brought four different flavors. I did. I brought four different flavors today. So I have the milk chocolate. Classic. Peanut butter oh. uh, uh, peanut butter and milk chocolate. Mm-hmm. 
mint and dark chocolate, mm-hmm. and sea salt caramel and dark chocolate. Interesting. So, um, would you like to have a reading today? Yes, I would love to have a reading. Awesome. What I want you to do is I want you to pick three uh, chocolates. Three. Three. Oh, uh, from man. Any of, from any of the bags. All right. It doesn't matter which order I pick them in? Um, sort of. Okay. I will pick the peanut butter and milk chocolate first. Then the mint and dark chocolate second. And then finally, regular milk chocolate. Awesome. Okay. So, um... When we were ta- I uh, so over the the beginning of the show, uh, you were talking about how um, you're not sure if something catastrophic might happen uh, before this podcast is released. Right. So what I want you to do is I want you to open your Dove chocolates one at a time. One at a time. Do I get to eat them right now? Absolutely. Yes. That's the best part of these readings, I think. All right, and then just hand you the wrapper. Oh, I tore it a little bit. Ooh, interesting. Um, Just open them the way you normally would. I want this to be authentic. Okay. Open them all, all at the same time, or do you read them one at a time? Um, open them all at the same time. Okay. But you can eat the chocolates if you want. I mean, okay. I will set them aside for now, and then I will open them all at once. And then while you're talking, I will eat them. That sounds very organized. Ooh, the mint and dark chocolate ones are very swirly and beautiful. Mmm. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> this is very exciting stuff, you guys. Mmm. And the milk chocolate. Oh, I tore it again. Uh, I feel like I'm such a jerk. It's totally All right, fine. Number one. Totally fine. Number two. Mm-hmm. Number three. Okay. So the reason why I didn't want you overthinking about how you open it is because that's actually part of the reading. Really? Yes. Um... So the first one Michael picked was the peanut butter and milk chocolate. And when I think about the personality of the peanut butter and milk chocolate, um, that's someone who's very youthful. Really? Yes. It draws to childhood memories of a Reese's peanut butter cup while you're trick-or-treating, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches at school. Mm -hmm. It's something that's so – you're someone who's – full of youth and that's how you feel right now so your first wrapper is um about your present how we are right now as we're recording this and i love this it says why not Mm. so that must mean that there's something you're considering doing but you've held back on and it's asking you why not what are you resisting michael dupree Hmm. I was considering buying a, a, a sugar-free Red Bull, but they kind of make me a little jittery. Well. But why not? But why not? You know? If it's something you're craving and something you're feeling, and I can see that this is one of the ones you tore. So yes. it's something you're really resisting. I'm torn about. It's something you're really resisting. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes you need a little caffeine in your life, and it's okay. Yeah, you know what? You're right. I think I'm going to go buy a sugar-free Red Bull after this. Awesome. Not Not a regular Red Bull. Sugar and caffeine? No thanks. I understand. So this next one, this is one that you didn't tear, and this is the uh, mint and dark chocolate. Now, an interesting thing about this is I don't normally like mint, but I thought I would try it. That is revelatory. Because when I see someone choose the mint and dark chocolate, that's kind of the... I don't want to sound judgmental, but it's kind of the weird one because mm-hmm. you're mixing something that should t- kind of taste like toothpaste, something that you associate with cleanliness mm-hmm. and like getting rid of things. But then you're mixing that with chocolate, which is very indulgent dessert. Um, and so that's definitely like a wild card type uh, choice. And the fact that it's not even a flavor that resonates with you necessary, but you just wanted to ha- pursue that wild card. That is outstanding michael Mm -hmm. and this one it's very don't apologize oh wow that is um don't so don't apologize for the strange choices you make sometimes you make choices in life that are very 
people don't understand them. Yes. And they're not they're choices that you don't even understand. Mm-hmm. But no matter what, Michael, don't apologize. Be true to myself. Embrace it even if you don't understand it. Mm-hmm. That is that's incredible. Oh. I can't wait for this last one. So the last choice, and this is the one that really ties to the future of what's going on. So the catalyst for next week's events will be Michael <laughs> making a strange choice that he doesn't understand. But why not? And why not indeed? And the future. So he chose milk chocolate as his future choice. Milk chocolate is very traditional. So this is very adult, very responsible. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like when I'm looking for something that's comforting, this is the obvious choice. And uh, that's what he chose. It's your call. Oh, wow. But tore it. So this one is torn in uh, like kind of into a Y shape. Mm-hmm. So what this tells me is that ultimately you're going to be making a big decision next week, but it's one that you don't understand. Oh. And what you need to remind yourself is that the ball's in your court. Um, and you're going to deny it, too, because you tore this wrapper. I tore it. But you're in the driver's seat, and you are actually making the most adult, responsible decisions. That's amazing. You know, when you were first saying this stuff, I thought, this is going to be hokey. This isn't real. But I, ver- I feel very connected to what you have been saying. Thank you. Incredible. That's... That's how I feel about, you know, I like the next thing I'm going to be doing, I think, is um, so I got a laminator off mm. of Amazon recently, and I'm going to start laminating some of these and really making them like cards. Wow. So I can start reading them as cards as well as still doing chocolate readings because I think chocolate readings are very important. Again, connecting with the chocolate choices uh, really helps. But at the same time, sometimes people don't want to eat chocolate mm. or they're allergic to maybe peanuts, so they can't have a peanut butter chocolate dove. Um, which is sad, but that is very sad. it happens. So, because I would say maybe that might be the best. They're very, they're very tasty, very smooth and delicious. Do they have dark chocolate peanut butter dove? You know, I'm not sure. That would be that good. might be more goodness than someone could handle. That's true. That's really good. That might be too overindulgent. <laughs> yes. Someone might die. Indeed. Now I really want a sugar-free Red Bull. <laughs> well, again, why not? Why not? Thank you so much for the, these, this incredible reading. Uh, do you, so you don't get paid to do this? Um, I have not yet uh, received uh, money for this. Uh, usually it's, you know, maybe someone will buy me a drink and um, I'll do a reading like over dinner or, you know, with some girlfriends. Um, I did one at a bachelorette party recently. That was oh, wow. amazing. Um, but I'm hoping, you know, do people as, uh, typically judge you during their reading stuff or do people are usually on board? Well, people invite me to do it because as I've talked about, you know, the experiences that I've had um, and the revelations that I've received, even if they're skeptical, they want to see what this could offer to them. So um, like recently I was doing a reading. Um, it was at a bachelorette party mm-hmm. and it was the... Uh, woman, Cheryl, she got introduce your chocolate noir to film noir. Whoa. And she'd never seen any film noir before. Interesting. Um, so we decided, you know, after after we're done here, why don't you, you know, go to Amazon Prime and watch Chinatown. And she just discovered this love of classic movies that she didn't realize she was denying herself. Dove is really amazing really is. I mean, they've changed my life. I'm learning a lot of things today. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you so much, Genevieve. And and where can people uh, find more from you? Um, Well, right now I'm on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's kind of where you can find me. Um, I am hoping to uh, start up, uh, my cousin does tarot readings on Etsy. So I'm thinking about starting up an Etsy store for um, Dove Chocolate readings as well. So mm-hmm. that's kind of like my next stop. I'm really excited about it. That's very exciting. Uh, have you ever killed anybody? 
No. Okay, great. Uh, just got to get that out there. Just got to ask. Oh, my Because, uh, you know, if you ask someone, they have to tell. I, you know, I, I, I'm an FBI uh, informant. Uh, so I just oh. got to ask, you know, every now and again. Raven, have you ever killed anybody? Not that I know of. Great. That's a very, that's a very mint dark chocolate choice. I, look, it, it just, just trying to get it out of the way. That's all I'm saying. I'm glad neither of you guys have ever killed anybody. <laughs> Thank you guys both <laughs> for uh, joining us on the show. Uh, it, very, uh, very fun show. Very interesting. Very revealing. Um, and yeah, so f- make sure you guys follow Raven Love on uh, Bandcamp, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, Facebook, <laughs> MySpace, Bebo, Twitter, Grinder, Bumble. <laughs> Find them on every platform you can find them on. Thank you, Genevieve, for these. Uh, I I I hope the the catastrophe that I caused by the time this episode comes out doesn't prevent people from being able to listen to this episode. Just make sure you own your choices, Michael. I will. Why not? Don't apologize. I won't. Thank you, guys. This has been very. It's been a very enlightening episode for me. And so, Raven, what is this last song? called american damsel american damsel and uh i've noticing two things is damsel normally spelled d-a-m-o-z-e-l no that's actually a play on the famous painting um yeah the blessed damsel yeah interesting very clever (laughs) very clever some would say artistic Mm. (laughs) i wouldn't i (laughs) I wouldn't but some might i would well (laughs) well thank you genevieve you're more of a free spirit than all of us. Uh, so what what is the song about? Um, it's about being a young woman mm-hmm. and really embracing like a sense of identity and independence that might be uh, contradictory to what's expected of you. Interesting. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this fantastic episode of the Michael Dupree Variety Hour. We will be back next week with more fun. Here is Raven Love and the 27s with American Damsel. Bye.
Michael Dupree Variety Hour is recorded in WAYN Radio Studio. Please remember to subscribe and review the show on iTunes if you're so inclined. And if you would like to find us on social media, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.